Hey, welcome to Freedom Decoded. This is our podcast where we let our hair down and show you behind the scenes of our freedom lifestyle. Listen, if you don't know us, we're Demir and Carrie Bentley. We run Life Hack Method. We show people how to get productive and get organized in their life so they can create freedom and resilience in their life. If you want to learn more about us, check us out at lifehackmethod.com or this YouTube page that you probably was this on YouTube? It's oh, on it's YouTube also and on all the pop- podcasting platforms. And so. all the podcasting platforms. But uh, today we've got a really cool uh, topic, which is the digital detox. And this is actually a topic that we run every single year by popular demand. Almost every single – there's been a couple topics. Well, I'll back up. Every single month we do another tribe training inside of our Lifehack tribe membership. And usually it's a different topic, but there's been some topics that are so so popular, we do them every single year at the same time. One of those is the digital detox. And there's a very specific reason we do it the same time every year. I mean, one is very simple. You need a digital detox at least once a year. I mean, frankly, most of us could deal with it more than once a year, but but we need it at least once a year. And that can be surprising to people because I think a lot of folks think about productivity and they think digital. They think apps. They think programs, softwares. And we're actually being like, no, 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 no. We need to clear as much of those as possible from our life because those can really impede our focus and really increase distraction. Totally. And the second reason that I think maybe a little bit more counterintuitively that January is a particularly good month to do a digital detox is because in the tribe, we've just taken November to reevaluate some of our core values and beliefs through our 12 personal commandments, right? And then in December, we all get together and we pre-plan our year. So this is something that everybody in tribe has already done at this point. And then what could be better to clear the space and clear your energy and get you extra time to jump into January and start nailing those goals than to relieve yourself of these digital distractions that are just constant energy sucks, constant tumb- like stumbling blocks for people. Right, yeah. We think of it as spring cleaning, but for your mind and your digital workspace. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that idea of spring cleaning because I think so many people just intuitively know, oh, there has to be an occasional moment in my house where I get behind the couch and I get behind some of these drawers and just like get all the dust bunnies and just start generally cleaning up my house. Well, you need to do that digitally as well. And it could be as simple as looking at your phone and clearing off some of those apps, but you can take it as far as actually for a whole month taking off Facebook or Instagram from your phone. Remember, you can still reach it on your desktop. We're just talking about creating a little bit more friction Mm -hmm. to engage in some of these potentially addictive digital behaviors. Yeah, and and we mean addiction in an actual way, like that's actually been psychologically proven to be an addiction um, in some cases. Um, And Cal Newport goes into great depth about that in his book, Digital Minimalism, which sort of inspired us to do these annual digital detoxes. He takes it to like a whole nother level. So like Demir said, there's a spectrum. You don't have to, you know, delete your social media accounts necessarily. We just need to figure out, hey, where are they distracting you? Where are they keeping you from losing focus? And how can we create limits or blockages or friction so that they don't do that anymore? And speaking of Cal, quick shout out. He has a great book on this called Digital Minimalism. You don't have to read it, but I think it's a great read. It's one of his better books. Um, And he advocates for, hey, even if you're not ready to shut down all of your digital media accounts, um, maybe a fast Maybe a detox can allow you to come back to it with a healthier perspective. And I'll tell you what, having done this for years in a row now, I think, gosh, you're going to have to correct me, but I think it's five years now, every single January, I've done a digital detox. Mm -hmm. And 
there is something very true about that, where every single time I detox, I come back to it and I still have a Facebook account and I still have an Instagram account and I still occasionally log on to YouTube and watch some YouTube videos. But having taken a 30-day digital detox, I come back to it with better perspective and just a healthier mix and a balance because these things can really get unbalanced in your life. Exactly. It's about creating that balance. And I think what's different this year versus previous years is that um, the phone companies themselves have done a lot of upgrades on the software mm, side yeah. so that you can customize your limits and your uh, focus more specifically. So I know I, I have an iPhone. Um, you can go into your settings. You can specify different focus hours. Um, They've even, got different avatar right, settings like that you can use. If you're focusing for personal time, if you're focusing for work time, if you're in sleep mode, which means you know you can customize all your apps for those times. And it even allows you to set app limits. So say you're like, oh my God, I'm spending so much time on Instagram. You could say, hey, I want to spend maximum 30 minutes. And your phone will just remind you when you've hit those 30 minutes. So it's really great that they have that now as a way of combating this. It's clearly a problem that many, many people have. There's more technology than ever right now. Um, that's trying to assist you in managing all of this and not letting it take over your life, which I think is great. So um, let's just let's sort of talk about me and you for a okay. second and, and how this is hitting the two of us. Do you want to go first yeah. and talk about, you know, what's present to you this year in your digital detox? Yeah, I think um, uh, for me, I I don't feel like any, any one thing is um, taking up too much of my time. In fact, I haven't watched any online shows or YouTube in months. Um, probably because I, well, at the film, at the day of this filming, I'm still pregnant. By the time you're seeing this, I will have a newborn, but I'm just frankly too tired. So anytime that I'm uh, spending not working or not playing with my daughter or taking care of the house, I'm probably just sleeping. Yeah. So um, that's been almost helpful. Kids are funny like that, aren't they? Funny They're how so- exhausting <laughs> they are. Um, yeah. So um, but, I but think- can I give you some credit before we move on before that? Because I actually have a lot of clients come to me um, who have two, three, four kids. And then when the kids finally go to sleep, they actually overindulge in social media. They overindulge because they, they, there's this voice in their head that's like, I deserve this. This is what I get this to have. This is my me time. And you, you've had those moments, but you've come through it on the other side. So what was the breakthrough for you? Because now what happens is when the baby goes to bed, you have like 20 minutes or 30 minutes of maybe checking some messages. You know, you do some checks, but then you're done. Yeah. You, know, you go to bed. Well, I think the big realization is that like watching shows and, and surfing social media does not give you the me time that you're looking for. So it's not even like the payoff was there. It's, it's like it I don't feel more refreshed you. afterwards. I, yeah. I feel less rested because now I'm like, well, now I'm only going to get six hours of sleep. You know, like, well, gosh, like I'm going to for sure wake up tired. Um, so I think what's way more rewarding is I've been able to um, just have really great morning time. Like when I first wake up, those first couple hours of the day, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling energetic. Yeah. I'm feeling productive if it's a day that I'm working. Um, and when I get more done, I have time for the things that do truly fill my cup, which as of this moment happens to be like baking all the things that I want to eat during my You're pregnancy. You're in a real baking kick right yes. now. I love it. I, like, I am ooh, benefiting from this. Definitely getting some cravings. But um, but yeah, so it's like doing things that do fill my cup, like just listening to music while I'm baking and using the different sides of my brain, not not only the, you know, the analytical work side that I'm used to using, but also more the creative side um, through the, the cooking and baking. Yeah, it's funny. I never would have imagined when I married you that you were going to be such a 
baker. Now and I'm homemaker. like online shopping for like aprons. <laughs> I need a new apron. Like who am I? I love it. I love it. No, but I think this is the classic evening for morning trade where if you're going to have two hours to yourself, almost every single person on the planet would rather have those in the morning than the evening simply because by the evening, especially if you've got kids, you're wrecked. Mm-hmm. So could you stay up? Yeah, but you're ne- it's ne- it's not going to be good conversation with your spouse. Nope. You're not you're not going to work out. You're not going to get active around the house. You're not going to meditate or do any of those healthy things. You're almost always invariably going to get into those zombie consumption sort of modes. Yeah. And so the classic trade is simply okay. I'm going to get to bed right when the kids get to bed, and then since they sleep a little bit longer than I do, I'll take those hours in the early morning, please. Right. In the early morning or when, like, Mujiji first goes to, to school as well. And I, I think another um, thing that I've been focusing on, too, is just, like, noticing what irks me mm. about digital communications yeah. or just things digitally um, and trying to figure out different ways around that, like... um for example, our we have a 24-7 doorman here in our apartment building in Columbia. It's very standard in Columbia. And they um, always have to message us whenever there's, like, a delivery. Yeah. And we have three different doormen, and they're all messaging, like, sometimes to me or sometimes me. And it just was not organized well. And so we just put them all onto one WhatsApp thread. And we were sort of nervous about doing that because, like, I don't know that the the two porteros that are off duty want to get our messages yeah, yeah. when they're when they're off duty, but so far they haven't complained, and it makes it so much easier for us because Demir and I are on the same thread. They're all on the in the loop with everything, and communication has been super easy. With and them. we don't have the doorbell ringing all the time, and the that's the telephone ringing, telephone reading, yeah, yeah absolutely. Distractions absolutely. are at a minimum now. I mean, for me, I think what's really present for me is that I'm struck by. You know, maybe in the first three years that I was doing a digital detox, I knew that it helped. And then I knew that sort of over the course of the year, it sort of crept back in. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't able to detect in the first couple of years that I was doing it a sort of longer term secular trend towards it getting better. But now, five years in, I can see 100% that even though it ebbs and flows throughout the year, so it's always best in the beginning of the year, right after I've taken the digital detox. And then, of course, you know, as I get more tired throughout the year and then the holidays come up, I get pretty <laughs> lazy and indulgent with myself. And then I do it again in January. But across the last five years, now I can detect a noticeable and remarkable trend line towards me just not dealing with problems that I was dealing with before. Before we did this, I went back and watched my very first digital detox um, video, and I just realized, wow, I'm not dealing with those problems at all. At all. And I don't know if this is interesting or correlating to you, but it, it feels like it's correlated, is as you become more into fitness, it's become easier for you to let go of some of those digital habits. For sure. For sure. I, I've come to realize that when I'm listening to podcasts too much, I mean, it's a little bit of anything is fine, right? But when I'm overindulging in any form of media, I actually start to see it as an early warning sign that something else isn't aligned Interesting. in my life, right? Yeah. Like, am I, like, I don't get sad the way that other people get sad. Like, I'm sort of always my cheerful self, but sometimes I'll get tired. So if I'm, if I'm really tired, to me, that's an early warning sign that maybe like something is off in my life and needs right. to be readjusted. But if I'm another early warning sign is if I'm really leaning into digital addictions like YouTube or podcasts, it means that there's something not being fulfilled or I'm, I'm unhappy in some other area of my life. And I have yeah. to do, you know, the solution is actually take the early warning sign, 
step away, say like, what isn't working for me in my life and actually redesign that. And when, whenever we've done that, sometimes I just need a vacation and I'm, 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 some of the burnout is accruing, um, any number of things. But I've just, I've just realized that it's actually a really good warning sign. If there's a message that I can send to people, it's, yes, we need to take care of the digital addiction and a digital de- detox is a great way to do it. But I would also suggest to you that this is an inferior way that you're trying to get something, get a need met Right. And that if you see it that way, you can say instead, all too often people say, I'm going to take YouTube away from myself. I'm going to take this thing away from myself. But what are you giving back? Right. Like, right. what are you giving back to yourself? How are you? So, so there is a little bit of deeper work to be done if you care to do it, to ask yourself, like, what needs aren't being met such that I need to, you know, comfort myself with this digital media? Totally, yeah. That's the real because when, question. When we were having a blast in in Croatia and Italy, social media was not a problem. I practically didn't even visit my social media no, yeah. once for an entire month because all my needs were a bit getting met, and I was having a blast. And right. so, you know, if you think about it like that, I think it could be an interesting area for investigation. Yeah, yeah, and I see that with you too. I think like naturally, exercise gives you those like happy endorphins Mm -hmm. and that energy. And so sometimes you're looking for a way to relax in order to get energy. It doesn't work quite like that when you're watching shows, but you think it works. But that's the intuition. Right, it it? feels very natural to think that. Um, But instead you exercise and you do feel more energetic and then you're like, you don't feel that need to to go and consume that media. I've also realized that I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also in the extrovert spectrum. I'm an extroverted extrovert. Right? I mean, 100%. I am just so I have such a deep need to talk, and um, this is probably to your eternal chagrin. But like, <laughs> I've realized that I, I, I'm going to have a, a better time if I go into the sauna or or go for a walk and like talk to somebody because there's something about connecting with a friend or a family member that like I do feel deeply. Satisfied. profoundly satisfied totally. like there's an itch that is scratched whereas with youtube you can just it's it's like a, somebody scratching your back but it never quite gets there you never quite get the satisfaction <laughs> it's not the right spot <laughs> it just never quite gets to the itch that you're trying to scratch yeah and you've done great sort of connecting with old friends and connecting with your brothers more in order to to get that social yeah. time too and okay I, I won't go on about this too much but it's also helped me realize that Ultimately, maybe more in a five, 10 year timeline, I really want to live a little bit more in in a community, right? Right, The kind of community where, you know, if you're in introvert mode and you want to read a book, I can literally just walk out the door and there's 10 people who would want to hang out and talk. And I just realized like, I'm that dude, right? I'm the community dude who wants to have people around, wants to be talking all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, yeah, some aggro things that we are seeing folks do so like if you want to go full aggro and you want to get really into it we have clients buying lock boxes for their phones these are little like they're like a little it's got a little timer on it uh uh-huh so you literally cannot access it until the timer unlocks the box so great for at work Right. Or, you know, overnight where you can, you you know, if you're at work and you want to get two hours of focus time, you can put it in that box and, you know, lock it up. And it's and and there's relief. That's the thing that I think people get from this Mm -hmm. is they get relief. It's like it's out of my hands now. Like it will. It's not a choice that I need to make. I cannot do it for two hours. And then you actually relax and just focus on what's in front of you. Yeah. 
There's also a lot of folks that create for their whole household charging stations that are outside of any bedrooms. So yeah. usually they're in the front of the house or in like a bathroom and there's just like a charging station for all the devices. So at a certain time every night, all the devices are there to get charged and everyone's sleeping um, so that they're not distracted and staying up late or checking them in the middle of the night. And I think it's so great too, because frankly, it's pretty ugly having all the wires and chargers out anywhere. It's yeah. nice to just like inside of a drawer or something, just make one big charging station, bit of a fire hazard, so watch out. But like, you know, I, I think that's like a really great idea and just get it away from you. Right, right, so we love that. Um, I think there's also some new tech that is helpful. So technology that's yep. helpful to reduce technology, if that makes sense. To manage, to manage. manage, yeah. <laughs> Um, we love freedom.to. Oh, love it. This is, uh, you can do like a desktop software is how I would it's describe it. It's a software it. that you put on your computer. I don't know if it works on phones and tablets yet, but I think that it's mostly Definitely for computers. On desktop, yep. And it basically regulates when you can surf the net and sort of turns the broader internet off. And you can customize it and say like, well, I can surf almost all of the internet, but I just can't go on Facebook, Instagram, or these other things. And so it's... It's, it's great in the sense that it, it turns sort of some functions off. And what's funny about it is you can actually simply go into the program and turn it back on. But just that little friction is enough for me at the end of the night when, you know, I'm on YouTube and all of a sudden it goes out and I'm always shocked. I'm like, what time is it? Oh, it's actually nine o'clock. Mm. And... I could go turn it back on, but just that little bit of friction of, oh, I'd have to do a couple steps and reactivate it. And then it says, are you sure? It's just enough for me to be like, ugh, fine, I'm done for the night. Let me go brush my teeth and go to bed. It's all about creating that friction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there, Like I mentioned before, there's those new focus and app limit features on iOS. Um, if you're and not, on Android, yeah. And on Android, if you're not using those yet, check them out if you want some more customization. Because we have a lot of people say like, well, I still want someone to be able to reach me. I don't want to just be on Do Not Disturb. I want like the nanny to be able to call. It's like, yep, Apple got the message and now they have yeah. features that make that possible. Gang, let me just say about this. If there's anything you're going to invest 30 minutes of your time to just learn about, this is one of those. Yeah. Huge payoff on this. Um, the other thing I've noticed is this aura ring that I'm that I'm wearing. Um you know, counterintuitively, the aura ring showed me that, you know, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm in bed eight hours a night, so I must be getting great sleep, and I'm not conscious of of being awake. And what I what the aura ring showed me was that actually I was getting pretty poor sleep quality, meaning even though I was in bed eight hours a night, sometimes I was only getting four and a half, five hours of real sleep, uh, and that really was a wake up call for me to start thinking about how I go to bed and how I get up and then the quality of my sleep, it really, uh, that data was what really started me on a journey of investigating how I could get better quality of sleep. And of course, when you start that, right in blinking lights is, are you going to bed in a relaxed way? Are you, you know, too engaged? Do you have too much light? Is your brain getting spun up too much? And so I actually found that the aura ring, ironically, really did help with a lot of this because it made me realize how much of an impact it was really having. Yeah. I mean, some, some other things, too, when we talk about what are we going to add back in if we are taking away technology and we're taking away distractions. One thing for me was I, I genuinely do have an, an interest in reading. I love reading, just fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Um, but I was finding myself not picking up my Kindle. And I was like, why am I not picking it up now? Like, I used to love this Kindle. And I realized it's because it's from like 2015 and it started glitching a lot. While it still functions, I just wasn't 
using it because I was annoyed by it. Yeah. And it was annoying to turn the pages and it was slow. And so I just got myself a new Kindle. Yeah. I was like, you know what? If I want to be reading a lot, like I love doing, and this adds so much to my life, I'm just going to upgrade the Kindle. Yeah. I mean, it's the same effect with our kitchen, right? Before we redid our kitchen, you <laughs> did not have any interest in baking. And all of a sudden, we got this beautiful, bright, sexy new kitchen. And you're like, hmm, maybe I'm going to bake and cook some more, you know? <laughs> and I think I think it's the same thing. Like, if you... Change your environment. Change your Change like, your habits. You know, subscribe to a, a nicer gym. Get the nice gym clothes. Get the good equipment, right? You know, so I feel like you could go both ways. For the behaviors you want to be doing, you, you know, invest a little bit of money and smooth that path, whether it's buying something nicer or subscribing to something nicer. Mm -hmm. to just smooth that path and make it so that you really want to do it. I do the opposite. So I have this brand new computer here, and I've made a commitment to leave it in my office, and I have my old computer in the house just for using if I need something. And weirdly enough, it works fine. It's just like sort of crappy. Right, because you know, it's older up, now and it doesn't and the, work as fast. the screen has like all these blotches on it and everything. It's it's just sort of like been beat up. And there's just something dissatisfying about watching YouTube on that uh, computer. And that's great because it actually creates a little bit of friction where I'm like, ugh. At some point I'm just like, ugh, I don't like this. I'm done yeah. with this. Right, right. Again, look, that friction element. I love it. I love it. Well, cool. So, gang, if you are a tribe member, then I challenge you. I officially challenge you to consider taking a digital detox with the rest of us all the month of January. I'll be doing it. Everybody, all the coaches will be doing it. Carrie will be doing it, although she's pretty much living in digital detox world right now. <laughs> um, and uh, I invite you to join us. What better time to take a digital detox than when you're supported and encouraged by an entire group of people? If you're not part of Lifehack Tribe, consider joining Lifehack Tribe. This could be a great reason for you to jump in. Um, but even if you're not part of the tribe, you know, Think about taking a digital detox. Um, our recommendation, again, is to read Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism. I think it's, it takes you through a great process. So if you're the kind of person who knows you can do stuff on your own, then think about doing that. Thanks so much for listening, folks. 